All right, guys. Hey, welcome to Cafe Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Domenico. Uh, this is Nick. And this is Jason. Holy shit, he just appeared. Hello. Hello. Hi. I've been missing you for like two episodes, right? I'm back. All right. Uh, we're going to keep this one short because uh, we only rented a room over here and it's it's due in 25 minutes. Uh, it's all good. Door is locked anyway, so yeah, <laughs> something keep happens. those zombies away, those students away. <laughs> we just want to mention before we start this episode that if you haven't been uh, keeping up to date, please go listen to our other podcasts and then come back to this one. But uh, today we're actually going to start start talking about uh, something that we actually mentioned previously. I think our New Year, New, uh, the new, year, new US episode. We yeah, talked about year. it for like a good three, four minutes, but I really wanted to spend an episode talking about it. It's basically like how... Uh, the coffee market is basically exploding in China. I know right as we speak, as of February 6th, the, Chinese, yeah, the um, market in China right now, obviously there's a little bit of a recession. But nonetheless, there is still a coffee boom going on over there to an expansion of specifically, once again, it always comes back to it. Thanks to Starbucks. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So uh, <laughs> a little background. This is what I learned when I was there is that Starbucks was actually the first major coffee chain company to actually get... Uh, access to the Chinese market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think back then they actually opened up a store in a forbidden city in Beijing. That's it. Yeah, I think. It was and crazy. people were, to put it in today's uh, slang word, shook. They were shooketh. How come they were, they were, they were so shooked? Uh, it's just because, especially market analysis, uh, analysis, and just basically any smart business person back in the day, um, kind of did not understand why Starbucks would take such a risk. Because back then, China was a very... It was a large uh, tea market. Oh, yeah, it's true. And here you are coming guns blazing with (laughs) coffee, and you're like, hey, drink this drink that you you haven't been drinking in hundreds of years. Around what time? uh, Around what year was it? I think 1998. 1998. 1999. 1999? Close enough. I don't understand if it would have been recently, but China in general had a certain openness towards uh, Western culture and kind of embracing it, but... All the way back in 1998 or 99. Yeah. That's an impressive move. I think that was like a, a few years after uh, the Chinese uh, government actually opened up uh, to the free market. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the idea of having American business going to China was already taboo. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Starbucks, again, just took the risk Which, and it paid off. It makes sense because generally, right, the number one thing that the Chinese government doesn't want is for, you know, like I think any, just even any country in general, they don't want to have too much of the Western influence of affect them, right? Even, yeah. You know, so to open them up and have like Western companies come to China to open up like Starbucks, especially Starbucks, it's a big one. It creates a big change, especially with the millennials generation. We tend to be, you know, the ones that like <laughs> consume, consume, consume. That's right. I mean, I was uh, taking my marketing class this week, and um, we talked about how, like, you basically like how you segment population and saying how millennials is the answer to everything. If there's a problem, <laughs> it's millennials. If it's gaining success, it's millennials. If it's uh, what should be your new goal, millennials. If it's millennials, changing, yeah, millennials, millennials. Changing consumerism in the like, that's country, the thing. Millennials associate themselves relatively well with brands. That's it. Uh, we, we like to not admit that. Ideas, uh, Especially us hipsters. Yeah. Exactly. Ideas like we uh, we want to um, relate to a brand. We want to be a brand that does good or that's a good brand and has a good exactly. image. And China is huge on brands. That's it. You know, you have stores like Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana, all these. Have you have you been to the outlets in Saint-Sauveur? It's like, it's crazy. Like a bus, like, like a tourist bus full of uh, Chinese uh, travelers. I'm not and surprised. It goes, it, it goes crazy. It's, it's, it's just a, it's a big thing of, like, their consumer culture. Yeah. I exactly. think it's just associated with, like, 
And they're probably getting that openness towards uh, other parts of the world, so it's that's really understandable. It's, yeah. it's, 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 from what I've been reading, actually, have, uh, with Starbucks being in uh, China specifically, and now other companies going in, like Canada Goose as well, for mm-hmm. example, um, they see, that they, from what I've been reading through uh, Fortune, through Globe and Mail, through a lot of the business websites that I yeah. usually read from, uh, it's actually seen like as a luxury good. Like if it's a Western product, exactly. it's seen it's as a luxury, luxury good. Day? Yes. Yeah. Therefore, coffee was seen as a luxury. Well, like coffee, well. like deriving themselves say, from a Western society. So like, like that's why like even like um, a lot of like you know for fashion, for example, all the Italian brands that are in yeah. Italy, uh, in Italy, obviously in, in China, yeah. that are perceived as luxury goods. A lot of American companies in China are perceived as luxury goods. One of them being Starbucks. Um, which is why they're being consumed and yeah, why the market when you're basically essentially if you're walking down the street and you have a cup of coffee from Starbucks even North even, very bougie even in very a western bougie, society yeah, right it's still seen exactly even like it's here still, yeah even here it's still yeah, so you look at it like already, we, yeah. we, we all make fun of it in there we see that we see we kind of like indirectly see like luxury class because like that's the image they've perceived themselves to be around but it's getting more and more standard I find yeah What's well, more because I think like now like, they, like they've been around. I mean, as they've been around so so much. So, yeah, that they basically yeah. standardize themselves as the coffee brand yeah. to buy, and the people who used to go to Starbucks because it was a cool coffee shop are now moving to an independent yeah. coffee shop. Well, there was a gradual shift in clients at Starbucks. Yeah, a gradual shift. Yeah. Uh, people who tended to not spend a lot of money on coffee started, they, like it, it just has to go with the recession and how. Uh, the economy was booming again and because people had more disposable income more people actually flowed into Starbucks and Starbucks popularized drinks that were really common with teenagers or just a general mass consumer Uh, the people who used to go to Starbucks eventually saw that and started supporting more local businesses and that's why they ended up going to like places like not just that but the general consensus is that when you can't when you when you've reached I guess you're your, your ceiling in, ter- in terms of like making your profits right in a specific in a domestic uh, country yeah the only alternative is to go outwards exactly right? now not, not now I've been reading articles of Starbucks yes in certain locations um, right the sales kind of like hit a price like a ceiling like they couldn't make any more they were still making the US market. enormous amount of profit yeah. of course and they're still able to turn some profit in some areas and lose in some others but for them now there's they're like as we can obviously see like they're expanding tremendously actually in China, the reason why we're talking about China is because that they've expanded, as we mentioned, actually very like very very shortly in another episode, that they've actually, they currently have now three thousand three hundred stores around in China, and they're planning on expanding, uh, I believe, another two thousand by twenty twenty one. That's like the consensus, yeah. the forecast per se. What I find fascinating is it's a weird fact, but like it's on average, but that they're opening a store in China every fifteen hours. That's kind of yeah. like that's, that's that's costly. That's almost two. That's it's like one point five a day. It's, a, it's incredible. That's, that's a big investment. Yeah, roughly a one Yeah, <laughs> it's just the thing like you know, like here I am, like struggling to like get a cup of coffee, and they're expanding every like fifteen hours. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, again, brand association is essential, but not only that, but because uh, the middle class in China is growing exponentially at this point. Yeah. Uh, it kind of makes sense, and they're depending on the Chinese market to actually make a, a larger profit and have you know, sales basically. Uh, growing by double digits every year because mm-hmm. Chinese the Chinese market itself is facilitating that for them um, but as you mentioned before domestically same uh, like same source sales yeah have stagnated if not kind of deflated a bit recently some because you know you could only add so much variety to coffee you could add yeah. s- 
you know, eventually a store will max out in capacity. You can't have more clients coming no, in. No, that's it. I believe we have two caches and. I think they're trying to like ramp up more their services now. What they can provide, like, it's like like the product is the product, right? They can yeah. always like add additional product. There's some products that always have, um, I guess like uh, the ownership over. Like mm-hmm. I know like there's other places that probably make better. Uh, what do you call it? Pumpkin spice lattes during like that specific season. Even yeah, independent coffee shops. Tend I don't to drink better. that, but I'm yeah. just like stating facts. I mean, or maybe I would like to try one, but I don't want to go at the cash myself to order it. <laughs> uh, so that's just me. Should force but, it down his. Yeah, unless you were, well, chuck, you, chuck, you don't work anymore, but um, but it's basically like those like certain products they'll have the market share over, for example, right. like that kind of season or other seasons as well. But uh, they're trying to expand from again from what I've been re- from what I've been reading from Yahoo, Yahoo Finance, Globe and Mail articles that I've been covering Starbucks is that they're trying to change their products in a different way. But um, to, I guess, return, we're going a bit off topic, I guess, domestically, because today's talk is about China. Right. China, China, China. But, well, like... New I'll, company. New company. <laughs> invading their market share. That's a big one. And what's what's the name of this uh, coffee? We mentioned it before. Uh, yeah, it was Luckin Co- uh, Coffee. Yeah. 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 Uh, clever name, actually. Luckin Coffee. Like I was thinking, yeah. I, 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 unfortunately, which really sucks, I'm actually going to get one of my colleagues to help me out with this because they are, they can obviously read Mandarin and uh, Cantonese because the entire website, if you go on Luckin, the entire thing is in Chinese. Obvious reasons. It's obviously currently, and I think for the next like decade, will be only... That will only reside within China until they yeah. can expand. It's actually well, we, we checked out we checked out their their website, right? Yeah, we checked yeah, the What did we see? An interactive oh, website. It was a very Man, interactive website. Most beautiful coffee shop, cafe, like even the marketing campaign, like the what the, the video they had. Really, I didn't pleasant. have to understand it. And you know what? You, there was not even. I think there was only one cup of coffee that was on that freaking ad. Yeah. The rest of it was dolphins. <laughs> uh, I think it was like a, a, a it was woman like, on like on a, like an inflatable thing like in the pool. Yeah, instead of an inflatable balloon, it was an inflatable coffee cup, which was like hilarious. Was this? Oh yeah, it she was, was sitting yeah, on yeah. The, at a coffee. It was cup just that it was, was it was completely random. It was borderline super like super um, super bowl like commercial yeah. out there. Like for us, I guess like I guess like in, like we're so used to like a specific like marketing. Uh, like, like they were so we're so used to like specific videos in terms of marketing that when we see it from like another country, obviously it looks maybe like. I'll say weird. It was, like, it was, it's it not was weird. Visually like, appealing, for sure. Visually appealing. Yeah. It was a bit yeah. random. Like, in my sense, it was a bit random, but that's because of what I'm used to here. Admitted. Exactly. Well, it's interesting because, um, as you're saying, like, Luckin's website is exclusively in, uh, I would say, either Mandarin or Cantonese character. Uh, would you feel like it's, they're kind of going with the approach that it's a Chinese brand versus American brand and therefore they're competing, yeah. uh, they're building more on the nationalism yeah, aspect of it? Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's just it's like how Tim Hortons plays as a Canadian yeah, brand, it. even though it's owned by an American company. No, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. yeah. It's still kept. It's but they're pushing yeah. the image for that, yeah. Tim's yeah. still pushing. Yeah, still and, pushing. And, and not only that, but Luckin Coffee actually has interior designs that are relatively similar to Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. Some say it's an exact copy. Um, yeah, it's it. because I, they've noticed that, like, if it you, works. It, what, it they works, did well. Yeah. Starbucks does well Starbucks when it comes to interior well design. They always kill it. So Luckin Coffee is like, hey, um, you know. Why not? Yeah. Just well, as Nick said, right, they're trying to capture basically like exactly. that. They're trying to, like, I, I presume, work on the nationalism to try and bring it up first domestically and maybe afterwards in the decade, maybe expand. Yeah. But they they have an ambitious goal. Do you want to talk about it? 
their uh, their goal for the their expansion? Oh yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, their goal, I believe. Uh, well, actually, I think right now they're currently or they're they're st- still in the process of rolling out two thousand. Uh, uh, they have two thousand outlets mm-hmm. currently uh, in the market, and they're going to roll out by the end of twenty nineteen. Uh, an additional two thousand five hundred. That's going to catch up tremendously very quickly to the amount of stores Starbucks has which I believe is around like which they Starbucks wants to have around 5,000 by 2021 where they want to have since, yeah, 4,500 that's, that's by the end of this year that's a huge expansion yeah. you know that that's, gonna that's not even that's not just doubling it's they're, they're, they're more than doubling it's doubling and more yeah. yeah that's insane it's insane they're basically almost catching up with Starbucks within a shorter time span as well yeah therefore uh, question I have is maybe like the marketing research team maybe discovered that the coffee need and the coffee consumption mm-hmm. was way higher than than we might think it is. Yeah. Because opening damage stores and approving it and going through that process not like maybe store by store um, every month. It's going with a huge all building at the same time within a year. Yeah. That's an incredible move in my opinion. But I mean everything is done for a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a it's, it's introduction to the market. Um, what I noticed too is that they're really going with like a they're trying to penetrate the market by force with that yeah but also using national identity and a sense of um, how do how do you say this sense of like hominess yeah because it is a Chinese brand yeah they're trying to see like although although it is a trendy thing to actually like American and slash European brands in China I think eventually what the market is going to demand is like you know more local yeah local uh, brands And so they're they're capturing that, and not only that, but they're also undercutting Starbucks in price wise. Yeah. Right. So, uh, coffee is set between twenty to thirty yuan. Or yuan? How do you say it? I think it's yuan. Yeah, yuan. Yuan. Yuan, yuan. yuan. Yeah. I believe so. You know. You know. We're gonna get emails for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I think no. It's the it's it's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the one. Um, and it's three to five dollars Canadian. Yeah, it's the Canadian prices. Exactly. Yeah. Well, here, like, I'm pretty sure. Well, apparently, Starbucks there is five to six dollars. Yeah, same thing like here. The equivalent more. of us. Well, here it's five dollar twenty five. Yeah, for like it's a, a dollar more. You imagine you get a cup of coffee every day. That's a it. year. That's three hundred and sixty five dollars more. Well, from that's what I think yeah. is, I think the price is going to stay for like I think for like a good five to like eight years. This is like just like all assumptions. This is right. not. This is not from data. Clearly, this is just from like what I you know. General, general consensus, right? Because first, they want to attract the market because, like, right, they just opened up stores, but they haven't really had people come, like, from yeah. one, like, like to actually have it, right? They, they're trying to do promotions, like, you know, buy one, get one free. If you bring a friend, uh, your friend gets one free. If you come in groups, the whole group gets cheaper, like, coffee. So, like, they're trying oh, to, like, that's pretty imp- interesting. That's they're cool. uh, building a really, like, community aspect. Yeah, of well, that's the thing, yeah. People. They want to do yeah. word-of-mouth marketing. Because that's right how they yeah. built up, because then we have WhatsApp here, and they have WeChat. And that's apparently what I was reading. That's how WeChat started. They had, like, these huge, huge promotions to get mm-hmm. everyone involved, which, you know, with population, like, I think it's, what, 1 billion in China? One, like, 1.4 yeah. billion, I like, think. Like, all it takes is a small word-of-mouth. That would explain the 2,000-plus stores. When I think of it in terms of population, that's a fair amount. But at the same time, most of the population is condensed in like specific cities, you know, like Shanghai, uh, more like 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 also like in Canada, right? You're gonna have most of the population in Toronto, Vancouver, and uh, in Montreal. Like the Windsor, Quebec City corridor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That area. And and not only that, but the market in China also has a lot of more that's competition it. that's getting into the market. But just yeah, but I just want to say like uh, I said, I, I completely started it, but I never said it. <laughs> My consensus. They're probably like keeping, as I mentioned, the price low, but then they will bring it up eventually once oh, they have yeah, the yeah, for sure. I was like exactly. building up to the point, but then I just never said the point. <laughs> 
But I think that's what's going to happen. Happens because... a lot here on Cafe Talks podcast. Welcome yeah, we get really sidetracked uh, <laughs> all think, the time, I mean, all the time. Because eventually, if they can capture the market share, there's no reason not to increase the price. For like, you know, if you're going to compete against Starbucks and you want to be the Starbucks of, you know, your, your, your yeah, exactly, line. and also not to become that cheap brand that you can that's get it. for a discount. Because yeah. you want to, you want to. Because what's stopping Starbucks from just doing that? Because Starbucks, the thing is, they already expanded internationally. They already, just... they already have their foot in the door. Exactly. So they know exactly where they they sit. So they can decrease their price just to like push out Luckin, you know, if they wanted to. But um, obviously they're not because they're gonna want to profit first. Right. But if you think about it in terms of coffee, like um, maybe if you place Starbucks in uh, the higher end spectrum, maybe if some of the population needed that medium slash low. Yeah, Spectrum. maybe that's I mean, what it could be possible. On. But I'm I pretty mean, sure their cafes, especially uh, McDonald's, for example, they point, probably yeah. they probably set at the same price than mm-hmm. Luckin Coffee. But again, exactly. uh, if you think about in terms of McDonald's, you think more of like a food place, not necessarily like a coffee shop. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Luckin, maybe they're building on that. That there's something missing between the cheap McDonald's coffee and the higher end. It could be a possibility. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you when you're talking about this, basically cups of coffee. At the end of the day, it's just a cup of coffee. People mm-hmm. don't really think about it too much. When is it always it. a cup of coffee? Is it always just? I a mean, it's never just a cup of coffee. The psychology of what coffee consists of, but well, actually, thanks. To this, I mean, the, the I think I mean as usual, right? That's I, as it's done here in North America. What Starbucks has done is it's broken the the barrier for like coffee, especially there with like you know their main drink is tea. Which is still is tea. And it's going to be tea forever. But now there's a lot more consumers that are switching right. their nicotine fix. Oh my god. Their, uh, caffeine. Oh my caffeine god. Fix. My I, I actually don't smoke <laughs> cigarettes. I don't know why I said I smoke. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> but, you know, their caffeine fix from the, from tea to coffee now. And we can see that because now there's actually a lot. There's a, like, um, they're very small. You won't hear them. But if you actually search it up, there's a lot more smaller independent coffee shops now in right. China as well. No way. That's that so are cool. emerging. Oh, wow. So you see the trend starting to emerge as well. I noticed because like actually if you on our Instagram page I've noticed a couple of times that like some of our likes I've actually gone to see like who likes our content. We've actually got some people that are actually coffee shop owners in China themselves. No way. It's, it's That's like, so cool. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's really cool. So you see like it's an emerging thing happening and people are starting to invest in that as well. Right. And there's also like a lot of more chains that are popping up in China not just Luckin Coffee and Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, recently mean, Tim Hortons we yeah. spoke about that we for a bit. We spoke about that a bit. Yeah. Um, McDonald's is already ha- it already has his foot in the door right there and then. Yeah. Uh, Cafe Bene which is from Korea Man Coffee from Korea Tous les jours Surprisingly, yeah. I'm gonna say shame. I feel I'm I'm just gonna state it. I went to like three different websites. Yeah, and all of them said tous les jours is a Korean thing. It's like a, they're trying to play like with the words from it. Now, I'll probably check another two more just to be safe. But I mean, if I have three sources, let's just say me, they're Korean for the moment, despite having a French it. name. And then also Costa Coffee. Costa, oh yeah, of course. So have you ever heard of Costa Coffee? Costa Coffee is from the UK. Yeah, but it's it, the UK? it's okay. the Italian owner, I believe. Yeah, like you. It's uh, yeah. it's. It's throughout Europe. Basically. It's basically it's, the it's, European Starbucks at a smaller yeah. foot uh, hold. Foot hold, um, yeah. Like something under Starbucks. Like I've seen, you know, I've never yeah. tried them. I was so close from trying them in Prague, but then there was oh, yeah, a Starbucks same. right across, and I was okay. like, let's go to Watch this. Originally, I, I don't know why, but I ended up watching this documentary that yeah. it, about the UK, like how coffee merged, and like they see like... Again, it emerged in a really teak culture. Wait, really? Yeah. It did, yeah, but it emerged... Primarily, like it was like a three-hour documentary. They obviously, like in North America, during the same time around, yeah. it was when like they received a lot of like other European immigrants, one of them being Italians, 
And then one of the big chains, Costa Coffee, is actually from that one of the people, one of those immigrants, one of those Italian immigrant families. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. Right? Because who else, who drank coffee in Europe, like, large at the time, obviously, it was Italians. Italians, so, French people. And the thing is to bring, you know, like, uh, they actually had, a, I think, like, they had a pretty large uh, amount of people, like, immigrating to the UK from Italy. So, like, cool. who else was going to drink coffee there? Especially, it's, it is a tea country, right? It's like Yeah, it's just, again, just like, uh, you know, the Chinese market. That's it. It was a hard one to penetrate, but eventually... Starbucks got in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it got in early, though. That's, that's still what's in my mind now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, Casa Coffee uh, also... Is um, in there. Is in China. And they so, actually have a lot of locations. Yeah, locations. they want they want nine hundred stores by the end of twenty twenty, which is, uh, you know, insane, uh, considering that they're much smaller. Mm. Well, I think they do have a than their competitors. They do have a large presence in the UK, so I think yeah. they have the capital. They have the they have the the, the pushback for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is important about the Luckin brand is um, if. I guess more from an investing perspective. We are not financial advisors, so if you hear anything from this, that's a little disclaimer for anyone out there listening. Don't sue us. Them. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Just can't, don't sue us. You cannot, because we, we've given the disclaimer that we are not financial advisors. We are rookies. Uh, but <laughs> they are doing an IPO in the U.S. Exactly. So that's how... In the U.S.? Yeah. Which well, is weird, China, right? They're expanding in China, but then they're like, yeah, no, we need U.S. money for that. I think they're going to... <laughs> well, what I was... I didn't, I didn't put it, but they're going to be requesting for... I think it's... Uh, the I guess the IPO is going to be a total of three hundred million dollars. They want to, they want to I guess uh, get from the IPO. Well, I mean they need it, right? They need it, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna open up an additional two thousand stores by like 2019, 2020, it's gonna be a lot of capital. Perfect. Uh, so listeners, um, let us know what you think about Lucky Coffee. Do you ever think that they're actually gonna come to North America? Is that gonna be a possibility? Who knows, right? Yeah. Uh, the next decade might be a gradual. Um, but also dramatic shift in coffee industry. Yeah, I hope it stays uh, while it is right now, more mostly towards like, oh, independent man. coffee shops and everything. But it'd again, be nice, might, but it'd be nice. We we have to expect that. Ten years ago, would you expect that the majority of the market would be? Well, I mean, now you could actually that it would be Starbucks. But um, yeah, we always return to Starbucks. Starbucks. We try to stay away, and we always we always talk about Starbucks. We sort of like a love hate relationship with. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do let's let's do a bet next episode, guys. We're not gonna mention Starbucks whatsoever. <laughs> if you hear the S word, the S word. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not like a, you're not gonna gain anything if you do hear the S word. But if you just gonna hear it, you know, just send us uh, just send us a, a, meme. a meme a meme. It's, it's you know meme. I ask for memes. And none of you guys send us memes on Instagram, and I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. That being said, uh, if you want to send us memes, please do. Or uh, any questions. Did any people make memes out of you, though? That was oh, good, though. Yeah. That was a good point. Long story short, picture. someone took a picture of me, and then I asked, hey, make memes, and then people roasted me. And we're all, like, coffee-related. All coffee-related. All coffee-related. That's yeah. what I love. Oh, and I forgot to mention, please email us at cafetalkspodcast at gmail.com. Or send us a uh, ins- Instagram message or an Insta meme. Insta meme <laughs> on our Instagram page at Cafe Talks Podcast. Thank you guys. Ciao. Ciao.